Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. It's Petty Thursday, one of my favorite days of the week. Well, they all my favorite days of the week because I can be petty every day of the week. Close your eyes right now. Call out a day, and I guarantee you I've either been petty on that day or plan on being petty that day. Hmm. That's neither here nor there. Hey, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with a Z. Got a power pack show for you all today. We're going to talk about ESPN's hypocrisy. Baker Mayfield, bro, get over it. The highly acclaimed 2019 NBA mock draft by Big Sarge. I know y'all been waiting on that. That's why I called it highly acclaimed, which y'all ain't even heard about it yet, so I don't even know if you can rate it. But anyway, I'll be doing a 2019 NBA mock draft as the draft will take place on tonight. But let me go ahead and jump right into this thing and say this. You know, I've been in the media for about four years now. About four years. Did I get a journalism degree? No. Do I have a radio or television broadcast degree? No. My degree is in business information system from Prairie View A&M University. So I'm still learning in this thing. I'm still learning. But the one thing that I've never done and the one thing that I'll never do is I don't make I don't take personal attacks. I don't make personal attacks on other media personalities or fans, especially when it comes to the fans. Now, if you've ever interacted with me on social media, if you ever talk to me face to face and we're discussing sports, what is one of my favorite sayings? Hey, I respect your opinion. I just disagree with it. And I feel like that's how most sports uh, debates should go. Hey, look, I respect your opinion. I just don't agree with it. I'm not trying to change your opinion. I just don't agree with what it is. I've seen so many physical altercations from sports when no team owner is paying us anything to be fans. I've seen physical altercations. I've seen skirmishes. I've seen kerfuffles. I've seen dust ups. I've seen big face. And if you don't know what big face is, that's when someone takes the palm of their hand, put it in your face and push you. Some of y'all call it mushing. I've seen this when it comes to the sports world. And I'm saying to myself, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I don't get into it personally over sports when I'm talking to fans. I just move on. Now, when it comes to the media, I won't personally attack them either. I don't call them names or other derogatory terms. I don't. I just break down that work. 
And if you feel some type of way after me breaking down your work, so be it. Like we can have that conversation then. But I'm not going to belittle or degrade you just because of who you are. Calling names is the easy part. Breaking down your work, showing you where you was wrong. Yeah, that's my pleasure. Some of y'all ain't never watched Friday before. You remember he said sticking my foot up a dog's every day. That's my pleasure. So I preface that to say this on yesterday's podcast. I talked about Yahoo Sports NBA analyst Vincent Goodwill. Now, Mr. Goodwill has been spreading what some would consider malicious rumors, right? Some would consider malicious rumors, but I call them flat out lies. I'm just going to call it like a TIE is. It's flat out lies. So I reached out to Mr. Goodwin to discuss some of the things he had said about Chris Paul and James Harden. And instead of saying, I stand by my source or even reaching out for the truth. He blocked me on social media, then went on to talk about me. That's cool. Like, you can block me. I don't care nothing about that. But why would you block me and then go talk about me when you know that I cannot respond? So, like I said, I'm not going to call him out of his names. I'm just uh, out of his name. I'm just going to say that his actions were cowardly. His actions were cowardly. Hey, let me tell you something, uh, Mr. Goodwill. I-, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me well. All right. If you can't take the heat, get out of Texas. If you can't take the heat, get out of Texas. Get out of everything that's going down here in Houston. Get out. And look, I know it's if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. But it stays hot down here in the United States of Texas. It does. It stays hot down here in Houston. And that's from uh, temperature, humidity, and mindset. Because in the immortal words of the great Negro poet Drake, we can go from zero to 100 real quick. So like I said, I ain't going to call you. I'm not going to call you out of your name. I'm just going to call your action cowardly. So, Mr. Goodwill, I will leave you with this. Next time, cross-reference your stories before you just start putting stuff out there all this foolishness just before you start putting out all this foolishness, you should cross reference your sources. There are plenty of media personalities you can reach out to in Houston that will either confirm or deny your story. You don't have to just come to big Sarge. There's plenty of people who covered the rockets that have been covering the rockets for way longer than I have that you can reach out to. And that way, you don't have to walk around here going on all these shows looking crazy. You don't. Oh, and uh, you blocking me? They don't hurt my feelings at all. Not at all. It don't. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. If Brandon Whedon or Christian Covington blocks me, that's when I'm going to have an issue. I like Brandon Whedon. And I like Christian Covington. Brandon Whedon. The weed man. We'll be right back, y'all.
Losing a loved one is always a difficult thing to deal with. Don't let laying them to rest be one of those things. Coleman's Family Mortuary is a family-owned, faith-driven company with over 40 years of shared experience of serving families. They have a strong commitment to provide the best quality services to all faiths, denominations, nationalities, and cultures. Service in Houston and surrounding areas, Coleman's Family Mortuary offers affordable final expense burial and pre-need plans. Call 409-283-3031. Once again, that's 409-283-3031. And let Coleman's Family Mortuary serve you with the love of God. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. It is Pete Thursday. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitter. Like I like to call it the Twitter. At Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end. Okay, for those of y'all who know me, right? If you really, really know me, you know I like to call myself a saved hypocrite. What's a saved hypocrite, Big Sarge? Let me let, let me go ahead and break it down for you. A saved hypocrite means I'm a Christian. I just do like hypocritical things at times. Like I can't always WWJD. I can't. I try, but I can't always WWJD. So, yes, I am a Christian. But I do some hypocritical things sometimes. See? See that? Y'all see how y'all just judge me? Y'all see how y'all just judge me? Hey, guess what? You won too, though. Don't worry. You're welcome. But I also love to call out hypocrisy whenever I can. And ESPN. You're up. You're up, ESPN. You have banned LeVar Ball, father of NBA player Lonzo Ball, over these comments. Go ahead. Go ahead before I I get back to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question here. You can switch gears with me anytime. (laughs) Let's stay focused here. All right. Um... Can you please explain to me what the big... Y'all heard that? Y'all heard that? Go ahead. Go Levar, ahead before I, I get back que- to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? for? Because I have a question you here. You can switch gears with me anytime. <laughs> Let's stay oh, focused Lord. here. All right. Um, can you please explain to me what the big... Let me stop right there. All right? Let me just stop right there. Now, I ain't trained... In, in, in linguistics, right? I'm not. I'm not trained. I'm not a trained linguist. I mean, I love linguini. I, I, that that ain't the same, is it? They they totally two different things, right? Linguini and linguistics. That's two different things. Like y'all got to help Big Sarge out. You know, sometimes Big Sarge ain't got it all, so sometimes he wanders off. And especially Big Sarge, a big dude, so he like to eat. All right. So look, I don't have an issue with what Lavar Ball said. To the host of the uh, 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 first take. I don't have a problem with it. And the reason why I don't have a problem with it is because I'm watching. And when he's saying what he's saying, we can't really see him. But when they come back to him, he makes the hand gesture of shifting gears. Some of you all know, some of you all know that cars used to be made standard. Means you have to shift the gear. When they come back, They show him shifting gears. So I don't have a problem 
with what LeVar Ball said, because I don't think he meant it any other way than how he said it. LeVar Ball has been on television entirely too much to make an asinine comment like that towards a woman, to make a sexist comment like that towards a woman. He says some outlandish things, but I don't think that, that he would do something like that. So, y'all people, y'all making more of it than what it is. Y'all, y'all taking it to a whole nother level. So here's my thing. If you was going to ban LeVar Ball, for something he said. If you was going to ban LeVar Ball off of ESPN, you should have banned him when he said he could beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one. That ain't let y'all know right off the rip that he ain't got it all? Well, maybe. Y'all, maybe? Y'all, y'all didn't figure that out that you're sitting here, a guy who averaged 2.2 points a game in college, saying he could beat one of the greatest basketball players of all time in one-on-one. And y'all didn't ban him from that? They don't sound like he on drugs? Side note, maybe because you're, uh, the guy who used to run ESPN was on drugs. And until his drug dealer said that he was going to extort, I mean, was going to out him and extort him if he didn't give him more money. Before all that came about, this guy just went right on along doing drugs and running ESPN. So, of course, he couldn't see the signs of LeVar Ball saying that because he was high himself. I digress. Y'all didn't think that that was crazy? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Y'all didn't ban LeVar Ball when he said that his son is better than Steph Curry? Huh? Y'all didn't ban this man off TV for making these crazy comments about beating Michael Jordan one-on-one. Y'all, y'all didn't ban him off of that for that. And y'all didn't ban him off when he says that his son was better than who? None other than Steph Curry. Three-point Jesus. The best shooter ever of all time. But y'all left him on there. And then if, listen, if those first two didn't get LeVar Ball banned, this last one should have got him banned, right? This last one should have got him kicked off. Y'all don't remember earlier uh, this year, LeVar Ball said that his son is better than LeBron James now. LeBron is old. Get my boy out in the open court. You'll see he looks way better than LeBron James. Talked about LeBron can't shoot free throws. And I said, your son can't either. Which is really weird because your son is a guard. And I feel like all guards, point guards and shooting guards, one and twos, should be able to shoot over 85% from the free throw line. Your mid-range game, okay. Your three-point game, ah, free throws, no possible way a guard should shoot under 85% from the free throw line. So now we got three instances, the Michael Jordan instance, the Steph Curry instance, and the LeBron James. All those comments that he's made, and y'all didn't ban him off of ESPN for that, but you banned him off of ESPN for this. But I know why you didn't ban him off. I know what the real reason why you didn't ban LeVar Ball before. Because LeVar Ball is good for your ratings. That's what he does. LeVar Ball is good for your ratings. Now, I got another question before we move on from this. I got another question. 
why y'all ban LeVar Ball, right? Y'all ban LeVar Ball, but y'all kept the guy on air who said this. Steelers were held hostage 100% by Antonio Brown's contract desires. Drew Rosenhaus's successful negotiation. And make no mistake, Antonio Brown won. I recognize that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it wasn't just the Steelers that were the pawns. The Buffalo Bills. He depressed his own value. I mean, I don't want to be inflammatory here, but it's like it's like a suicide bomber. He was willing to take down the entire organization in order for his own individual benefit. And it worked. Now, I want to say this, and I'm not looking for the most inflammatory. I saw you cringe earlier, Molly, the most inflammatory analogy. I honestly can't think of a better one. Max, you talked what about. What did I cringe? Suicide When bomber? I said the suicide bomber, oh, I don't know. Sorry. That's but, but, but I don't care, Max. Not I really don't care about political correctness or other people's It's not cringing. about political it's correctness. It's the best analogy I can come up with. Maybe it's my own limitations. I'm happy to accept that. Here's the thing. Teams will have to make a calculation that you just basically said, which is we do not not negotiate with terrorism. We will not do this. You can sit out. You can do what Le'Veon did, but we're not selling you for a third and a fifth. It's the only Let way me, this Le'Veon Bell, I mean, this Antonio Brown thing doesn't become the model of the day. I, I, I know, by the way, I also chafe under the kind of political correctness where you can't use an apt analogy because it can be unpopular. But in certain cases, I think. Nah, please. Give me a better I, one. I will, I Give me will, a better one. I will say this. I will say that you could say take the take them hostage, maybe. But I, I would say this. The same thing. Um, not exactly. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to replay that for you. I'm not. You heard it. You can look it up. Go to Google and type in Will Kane's suicide bomber comments. Y'all heard what Will Kane said? In his crazy analogy, in his terrible analogy, He compared a football player to a suicide bomber. Let that sink in for just a second. A NFL football player to a suicide bomber. Y'all serious right now? Like this can't be real life, can it? This cannot be real life. And guess what? Will Cain. Ain't banned from ESPN. It's not. Will Kane is not banned from ESPN. He has, still has his own show. He still comes on first take. Yet you're banning LeVar Ball for what you're deeming as a racist comment. I mean, I'm sorry, a sexist comment. Let me ask you all a question, because maybe maybe Big Sarge, maybe it's not computing in my mind. Maybe I'm not comprehending it. So you don't think that everyone who has lost a loved one in war due to a person wearing a suicide vest should be offended? You don't think that people, individuals, family members who have lost loved ones to suicide bombers in war, that's just like in war. Hold on. There's been other times where there have been suicide bombers as well. As a matter of fact, just three days ago in Nigeria, 30 people died from a triple suicide bombing. What about the relatives of the 10 journalists who died in Afghanistan from a double suicide bombing? And I can go on and on and on about that. They shouldn't be offended.
they shouldn't feel some type of way that Will Kane, ESPN host, made this statement about Suicide Bomber. Y'all keep putting him on TV every time, every time, every time. And look, I know your network, your network, every chance, you know, like I said, every chance they get to put Will Kane on, they put him on. Then after the comments, he comes out and he apologizes and says he couldn't think of anything else to say. You forgave him and moved on. You can't do the same thing for LeVar. LeVar doesn't get a pass. You cannot forgive LeVar like you forgave Will Kane. Now, look, I understand. It's about how the, the female host of First Take, how she received LeVar Ball's comments. It's how she received it, not LeVar Ball's intentions, but how she received it. So I get it. If you want to make a case for LeVar Ball making a sexist comment, I got it. Cool. We can we can make we, we, we can connect the dots and say, hey, LeVar, that was a sexist comment. Just like we can come out and flat out say that what Will Kane said was just as offensive. It wasn't. Y'all don't think that the family members who have lost loved ones, the suicide bombers, y'all don't think that they take Will Kane's comments seriously? Y'all don't. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. This kind of bothers me, especially as a veteran of the United States Army who's lost battle buddies in numerous wars due to suicide bombers. And yet... You won't allow LeVar Ball to come back on your on your um, uh, uh, on, on your station. You won't allow him to come back to your affiliate because of you said he made sexist comments. But yet you allow a guy. Who said a football player was the equivalent to a suicide bomber and hostage and terrorism when people are out there really fighting against terrorism. You let this guy come on your show every day oh and let's not forget you also let michelle beetle say whatever she wanted to say about Kawhi leonard great job for getting her off your pre-game nba show we'll be back looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs then look no further than always press record productions with over 100 hours of original content produced always press record productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your youtube podcast and music video needs check them out at alwayspressrecord.com once again that's alwayspressrecord.com and remember they press record and you become the star Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge, on Petty Thursday. Make sure you subscribe and share. Look, I know that you want to keep Big Sarge all to yourself, but don't be greedy. Share this podcast. Get it out with everybody. Everybody. Don't be greedy. Look, there's enough of Big Sarge to go around. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you follow me on Twitter. Big Sarge Sports with a Z. All right, listen. I ain't going to forget the time that I was in high school when we used to make fun of the guys, you know, the ones who were graduated and then they still kept coming back to the school to hang out. You know, the older dudes that you'd be like, 
bro, why are you here? Like, why? Like, how come I keep seeing you? Like, I, I listen, I felt like I should say, hey, sir, you received your diploma like three years ago, right? Why are you here? You got your diploma three years ago. I was in my sophomore year of high school when you got your degree. I'm a senior now and you're still here. Oh, mm, by the way, mm, she a sophomore. You a little bit too old to be trying to holler at her. Anyway, so y'all know how those old guys, they would like to come back to visit campus on a regular basis to, you know, try to stay relevant or relive their glory days to remind, you know, to remind everybody who they was. You know, they want to come back and they want to tell you all the stories about when they scored this many points or scored that many touchdowns. And that used to be my locker right there. And that was my favorite homeroom teacher. Y'all remember those those old dudes who used to come back on campus? Hey, don't that remind you all of somebody? That don't remind you of NFL quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. That don't remind y'all of him. Hold on. Y'all let me read Baker's uh, last uh, comments about quarter about UT starting quarterback Sam Ellinger. So Mayfield was uh, was vocal about Texas quarterback. And this is according to SportingNews.com. Mayfield was especially vocal about Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger, who, like Mayfield, played high school football in Austin, Texas. Mayfield played at Lake Travis while Ellinger played at the rival Westlake. And I and I quote. He couldn't beat Lake Travis, so I don't really care about his opinion on winning, Mayfield said of Ellinger. Westlake is a great program, but the two best quarterbacks to come out of there is Drew Brees and Nick Foles. Sam can stay down there in Texas. That will stare the pot, Mayfield said. He doesn't like me, and I hope he knows I don't like him either, end quote. Here's the thing. So, y'all know Big Sarge is like a big, sexy nerd, right? Like Big Sarge is one of the big, sexy, fine chocolate nerds. So I, being the guy that I am, who has access to the internet, I went looking. I was like, what provoked this? Like, did Sam Ellinger say something about Baker Mayfield? Like, what provoked Baker Mayfield, a professional quarterback in the NFL, to drop back down to the college level to talk about a kid, a college kid. What provoked that? So I went and I looked 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 and I looked. And guess what? I can't find nothing. You know, the only thing you know, the only thing I can find. The only thing that I could find is the fact that. Ellinger was talking about winning and having national title uh, championship hopes. Hopes of winning a national title. He never called you out by name, Baker Mayfield. He hasn't. He did not call you out by name. So a college quarterback is your motivation this year? Ah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Because Hugh Jackson got fired, right? So you can no longer use Hugh Jackson as the chip on your shoulder. Hugh Jackson no longer works for the Cincinnati Bengals. So you're like... Well, what I'm supposed to do now? What well, what I'm supposed to do now? I can't talk about uh Hugh Jackson. I got it. I'll call out my own teammate. Let me call out Duke Johnson. Duke! This is on you, bro. 
Yeah. Oh, what y'all talking about? I can't do that either. Yeah, because y'all know his teammates pulled him to the side and say, hey, bro, keep Duke's situation at your mouth. Like, I don't even know if you know how this goes, Baker Mayfield. But you got to keep Duke's name out your, your teammates' name out your mouth. I don't know that verbatim. I'm just, you know, speculating. That's what we do these days. So no Hugh Jackson, right? No Duke Johnson. I got it. Hey, Baker, Baker, come here. Come closer, bro. Come closer. Now, stop dugging. I don't need you to teach me how to dug it. I know how to dug it. I don't need you to milly rock. I don't need you to dip no sauce. Stop moving. Come on over here for a second. I got a suggestion for you. Hey, why don't you use the fact that the Browns haven't made the playoffs in 16 years? Maybe that, that, that ain't motivating enough. You ain't motivated enough to, to, to get your team to the playoffs. Like that, that, that's not the chip on your shoulder. You could use that, you know. Like, that's out there for you to use. You got to keep attacking college kids because that's what it looks like. I know you're only two years removed from college, but it looks bad. You are a professional. What's next? You're going to attack a high school quarterback? You know what? Hold on, hold on. I got something else for you, Baker. So if the Browns not making the playoffs the last 16 years don't help you out, here's another thing, Baker. Hey, why don't you use the fact that uh, in the 2018 National Semifinal game, Against Georgia, all they did was move the safety over two feet and apply some pressure, and you forgot how to play quarterback. Like, you were killing Georgia at first. But then in the second half, all they did was move the safety over two feet, brought some pressure, and you forgot how to play football. You act like you ain't never seen a football a day in your life. That 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 ain't motivation for you. That's not that's not enough motivation for you, uh, uh, Baker. You know what? I got one more for you. So if Hugh Jackson doesn't do it, and the fact that you choked in the second half of the 2018 national semifinal game against Georgia, if those two things don't do it for you, what about this? Why don't you call out Big Ben, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Why don't you call out Lamar Jackson? quarterback from the Baltimore Ravens. Why don't you call out Andy Dalton, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals? All those quarterbacks are in your division. You don't have to stoop back down to college to talk about a quarterback to try to find some type of inspiration. You got it right there in your own division. Call out those quarterbacks. Can't do that. That, that, that makes more sense than calling out a college kid, right? That makes way more sense than calling out a college kid, uh, Mr. Mayfield. So, you know, I'm going to wrap this thing up. All I'm going to say is this. When would a frat boy persona wear off and we really take a good look at Baker Mayfield? When y'all going to allow, oh, he's just a college kid. You know, he made some mistakes. You know, he's just a frat boy. It's just locker room talk. We've heard that before, haven't we? We live it every day with number 45. I digress. When that's going to wear off? When y'all going to start, you know, looking at him with that watchful, hypocritical eye when assessing quarterbacks? And personalities on and off the field. When is that watchful hypocrisy eye going to take place? You know, kind of like how y'all did Cam Newton. 
RG3? Lamar Jackson? Y'all, when y'all gonna do that? Y'all, y'all, we just gonna, like, totally glaze over the fact that Cam Newton, RG3, and Lamar Jackson, I'm just using three African-American quarterbacks, weren't scrutinized and looked at with a public eye, that one of those quarterbacks was told that he would make a better receiver. Like, we're not looking at none of that? Like, right? You know what? It's cool. Happy Juneteenth to you. And yes, I know Juneteenth was yesterday. I just didn't get a chance to say it. Once again, you're listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge, right here on Petty Thursday. And hey, we're going to go ahead and get right back into this thing. I know, I know y'all been waiting on me to do my 2019 NBA mock draft. Y'all been saying, Big Sarge, I know you got a mock draft out there. I know you do. Let us hear it. All right. The wait is over. Let go. Here we go. And with the first pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson forward out of Duke. Ah, yeah, yeah, Zion, we knew you was going to do it. Beignets on me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the second pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select Jai Morant. Point guard, Murray State. Ah, man, we love you, bro. That's what we're talking about, man. You're an underdog, man. You're a success story, man. Rags to riches. Nobody thought you would make it. And look at you now. You're the 2019 uh, second selection. Like, you've been drafted number two in the draft, baby. Go do big, baby. Come on. We're going to eat barbecue all day in Memphis. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to take you everywhere. Hey, that's it. That's all I got. And that concludes the 2019 NBA mock draft hosted by yours truly, Big Sarge. Y'all thought, so y'all thought I was going to go home? It's only two players in this draft that's worth anything. Oh, y'all thought I was going to go through the whole draft? After Zion and after Ja. Like, who else is there? I don't want to talk about Cam Reddish. I don't want to talk about Culver. I don't want to talk about the point guard out of a USC or Vanderbilt or Purdue or uh, the guy of Texas Tech. Listen, you see how I don't even know these guys' names. I didn't even take the time to do the research before the podcast because it don't matter. And that's how a lot of people are thinking right now. You go out and you poll the average fan. They'll tell you maybe four names in this year's draft. They're definitely going to tell you Zion Williamson, and they're definitely going to tell you Ja Morant. Without a doubt, no hesitation. They'll tell you the number one and the number two pick. Why we need to go on any further? We don't need to do nothing else. Like, I'll put it like this. I have to attend the event tonight for the uh, Houston Rockets. They're going to unveil their new uh, uniforms coming up for the season, and they're going to have the draft on. Like, after I see John Morant go on, I'm going to go over there and start eating cookies and cakes, whatever the case may be. Stay long enough to get full. Talk to some people. Get a couple of quotes. I'm out. I I probably won't even watch any more of the draft. I'm only going to look to see... Who the Thunder got? Hey, who the Thunder picked up? Oh, 
cool. And I know that I'm not the only one. Talent coming out of college basketball has been so watered down the last couple of years. I guarantee you, if you go back in the last three drafts, you can't name the top 10 picks from the last three NBA drafts. And just like this year, you won't be able to name 10 come Sunday. Come Sunday. Somebody going to walk up to you and say, hey, you know the first 10 picks of the 2019 NBA draft? You know what you're going to say? I know Zion went first. I know John Morant went second. Maybe Cam Reddish went third. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett went third. Cam Reddish went fourth. Did Culver go? I don't remember. Like, hold on. Do I win something if I can name it all? Because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom so I can pull up Google. I'm going to fake like I got to use the bathroom. I'm going to go pull up Google, then look at the top 10, then come back and finish answering these questions. That's what the NBA draft means to me tonight. Two players, two superstars out of the whole draft. All right, y'all. I got to get ready to get up out of here because just like I said, I got to make my way down to the Toyota Center. And no, I won't be asking any questions about the state of affairs between uh, Tillman Fertitta, Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni, Chris Paul, or James Harden. Don't look for nothing from me about those for tonight because them ain't the questions I'm going to be asking at all, period. I don't want to know. I don't care. Not right now. I don't. So don't be expecting that from me. But what I do need you to do is follow me at Big Star Sports with the Z on Twitter. All right, y'all. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night. All my active duty military personnel that's downrange, good night. It is now time for Big Sarge's Article 15. Philadelphia police officers, come get this work. According to NPR.org, 72 Philadelphia police officers placed on desk duty over offensive social media posts. I'm going to read that to you one more time. 72 Philadelphia police officers placed on desk duty over offensive social media posts. The Philadelphia Police Department has pulled 72 officers off their regular duties as authorities investigate inflammatory social media posts revealed in a database that found thousands of offensive postings by current and former officers, the city police commissioner said Wednesday. Police officials in Philadelphia are describing the actions as the largest removal of officers from the street in recent memory. We are equally as disgusted by many of the posts that you saw in many cases. The rest of the nation saw, said Philadelphia uh, Police Commissioner Richard Ross. It is the latest fallout since the advocacy group, the Plainview Project, earlier this month released thousands of Facebook posts and comments by current and former police officers that range from racist memes to posts celebrating violence and messages containing Islamophobic themes and uh, uh, Islamic phobic theme, among other offensive material. Since the data dump, internal affairs officials and police departments, including Phoenix, St. Louis and Dallas, are probing whether the distasteful and sometimes violent material should warrant disciplinary action 
or termination. In Philadelphia, Ross said Wednesday that at least several dozen of the 72 officers now on desk duty will be disciplined and others will be fired. But he did not provide specifics, including any of the names who have been taken off their regular duties. First of all, let me do this. That goes to that Plainview Advocacy Group who is starting to get these things out to these police departments and, and to these internal internal affairs divisions to finally do something, try to get something done and let the police officers take a look at themselves. Now, not all police officers, and I have to preface my statement by saying this, not all police officers are like that. I personally know a couple who, uh, uh, more than a couple, but I personally know police officers who won't even indulge in these type of things at all, period. Some of them only have social media so their friends and families outside of wherever they live can get in contact with them or see what they're doing. So they're not on there doing this. I will say this, though. If these 72 uh, Philadelphia police officers were pulled off because of something that was posted on social media, Y'all ain't never thought about checking the body cams. Y'all ain't never thought about putting the name of the officers with some of the complaints. Because I guarantee you that if they're doing this bold enough to leave a footprint on social media, they're out there in the streets carrying those things out. I know you always say, Man, y'all just complain, 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 complain. And I'm just going to use African-Americans, for instance, because I am African-American. Y'all just complain, 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 complain. But then when you get this group involved and they go and they start scrubbing these social media accounts and they say, here's the proof. You don't think that if they take the time to type up something that's derogatory or offensive or racist or homophobic. You don't think if they take that time to type that up or to copy and paste something or to go and save an image and put it on their social media page affiliated with their names. You don't think if they are bold enough to do that, that they ain't out here mistreating these people that they pulling over for a traffic stop. Or DWB driving while black. Y'all don't think that. Y'all don't think y'all listen, I put it like this in that report. He said what that that Plainview advocacy group went into uh, one of the police departments that they uh, that they targeted was what Phoenix. Hmm. What's going on in the news right now? Is the Phoenix Police Department not under scrutiny on how they did that couple? Some of y'all can come back and say, well, the couple was stealing. I got that. I got that. If the little girl stole the doll and the young man was in there stealing underwear, I got that. It didn't take all of that to stop them shoplifters. It didn't take all that to stop shoplifters. So if that Plainview Advocacy Group, I'm pretty sure if they scrubbed the social media of some of, uh, of those officers that were on the scene, the one that was pointing the guns and making um, threats and things like that, the one that was mistreating that African-American couple. I guarantee you that if they scrub that, they'll see that. Oh, well, Big Sarge, Big Sarge. Hold on, 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 Big Sarge, hold on. There's, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. Big Sarge, 
If they don't steal, they don't get treated that way. Big Sarge. If they don't steal at the store, they don't get treated that way. Now, it may have been a little bit excessive for shoplifting. But, I mean, when you steal, when you break the law, you put yourself in that type of situation. And to that, I say, Dylan Roof got took, taken to Burger King. Y'all remember Dylan Roof, right? The Anglo-American young man who went inside the African-American church, had Bible study. They prayed for him. And then he turned around and killed nine people in that church, went on the run. The police caught him, pulled him over. No violence. No, no nothing. Pulled him over. Got him out the car, handled him gently, put him on, put put him in the back of the car. And they say, are you hungry? You want to go to Burger King? You sure? You know what? I bet you those cuffs are just a little bit too tight for you, right? Let me take it off, you know. Yeah, we know you killed nine people, but we don't need to, you know, we're going to let the court handle that. We don't need to get into all, all of that right now. I don't need to be hollering and screaming and drawing a gun on you. You know what? In this country, this great country that we live in, you'll be judged by a jury of your peers. Hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if everybody could get that?